0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Weekends were made for sports. How would you like to play for the New England Patriots? I'd love to. A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. Everyone, meet freelance alien bounty hunter, shannon sharp shannon sharp the football guy yeah i hunt aliens now used to catch tds now i catch ets you ever caught an alien shannon not yet mr question but i'll let you know when i do this is sports sunday with mike lynch oh isn't this wonderful look at this room what a beautiful room have you seen this room
0: yes We're in it.
1: And Rashad Taylor. Okay, dude, I can see you don't want to be cheered up here. Come on, Donnie, let's go get us a land. On ESPN Sports Radio 1080, The Fan.
2: Hour two of two just had our minds blown. Apparently, and I I don't have the the article in front of me, but apparently the Navy has created a, a ship that
0: doesn't have any...
2: Any, any weapons
0: of um, any kind, no whatsoever. Not no even weapons. small arms on this. on this uh, it, It's supposed to. It's like a destroyer class style ship. Well, they're gonna kill them with kindness. Uh, yeah, you know? thank so, you, millennials. There you go.
2: That's what, you know we don't fight like that. We don't we don't fight war with guns anymore. <laughs> we fight war with hugs and, and
0: vegan galleys I think, and.
2: <laughs> I think that's the way we should. There's a vegan galley, <laughs> vegan galley, and a use sex bathrooms on this boat well times they are changing so and we definitely know that so much you know, that that brings up a good point you know millennials you know, things are just a little different and i guess i'm a millennial as well i looked at the uh you know the the birth dates as far as the year um so what makes people what and i thought we might have been generation x but it looks like that was our parents kind of oh, i thought um, we
0: were that too i
2: thought we were apparently we're not Um, so I guess that was, those are people that were like in their twenties, um, in early 19, in the early nineties and whatnot. Can we
0: be our tweeners then? Can we be the tweeners? Not quite millennials? We probably should because I'm, I'm more old school than I
2: am new. Yeah. You know? So it's, it's, it's definitely a a little different for me. But the one thing about, um, millennials is unlike they used to do back, back in the days, like millennials have no problem working together. They have no problem enterprising, you know, with other people uh, to, to get a to get a job done. We keep talking about, well, back in the day, there's no way that Barkley would have ever wanted to go play with Jordan. There's no way Isaiah wouldn't want to go play with Larry or anything like that. Well, you're probably right, because the one reason was they couldn't. You know, we, we forget that the NBA free agency started in 1994. Yeah. So... That ability for guys to just get up and say, you know what, I want to go play in San Antonio now. Guys couldn't do that back then. Only way that would happen is if you were traded to, to some of those teams. You know, The ability to just say, I want to go here and, uh, and kind of negotiate my contract didn't happen like that. Well, now we're starting to see an NBA where things have changed and guys have no problem saying, man, I want to go play with my guy. I want to go play with my friend. You know, we we look at these guys for being really friendly with each other, but we forget, I'm going to go, after we leave the show today, I'm going to go to uh, watch a lot of middle school and high school basketball. A lot of these kids are f- uh, from abroad. So they're from California, they're from Washington, they're from Idaho and, and some other places that kind of neighbor Oregon. Uh, but they've been playing together and against each other since they were in third grade. So a lot of these guys know each other. Kevin Durant and LeBron know each other from AAU circuits before – you know, KD even got to the to to basketball in the NBA. You know, LeBron and and Chris Paul, all his boys, D Wade, Carmelo, they knew each other prior to this. So, is it crazy that they want to go get together and win a ring? No, not at all. But you're looking at the situation with Kevin Durant.
0: What is this now? How well, times are changing.
2: Oh, is that what this is? That's what this is. Okay. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, what is this? What's the music in my ear right now? And so you're, you're looking at a guy in Kevin Durant who went to what was already established as probably the greatest regular season basketball team we've ever seen. 73, 73 and nine, it's not hard to argue with that and everything. So fast forward and you add Kevin Durant to the team, it's a foregone conclusion for most of us. The Warriors are going to win the championship. It might be Monday. It may be Wednesday or Thursday whenever game uh, Game six is. But I think we all know for the most part that the magic that Cleveland found last year where they won four games in a row, three games in a row, probably isn't going to happen. Lightning very seldom strikes twice in the same place. So that said, we can lose that immediately. <laughs> <laughs> so that said, I, I was kind of asking myself and asking some buddies of mine, Kevin Durant is going... This is going to go down as one of the great teams of all time. And if you say anything otherwise, then you're hating. It's okay. You know, it's it's okay to say that this Warriors team is great because they are great. That being said, will Kevin Durant go down as one of the great champions of all time? And as i th- I know this team will go down as one of the greatest and and it should you know, just considering what they've been able to do for two years, the way they've ran through this playoffs and just the fashion they've done it, they've done it without certain guys. Kevin Durant didn't play the first couple games against the blazers or maybe the first game against the blazers, and they're still able to do what they're able to do. Clay Thompson hasn't been Clay Thompson the score that we've that we've been used to seeing all playoffs long and yet and still here they are on the cusp of their second championship in three years. I think we know what this will do for Steph. Steph will be in a, in a different category. You know, he'll be one of the founding, well, not founding fathers, but he'll be one of the guys that we look at as one of the face of the NBA. LeBron, Steph. KD will still be one of the faces of the NBA. Absolutely. But I think as we start talking in our own little groups, in our own silos, and you know, whether we're around the water cooler at work or we're at the bar or whatever the case is, when we start talking about the great champions... I don't think we're going to talk about Kevin Durant because I think for a lot of people, there's still that, yeah, but he won the championship, but he left his team to do it. Like, he could have stayed. He probably could have won one OKC. Okay. Kevin Durant, is in; a, he's not in a LeBron situation. LeBron is in, his, in an impossible situation. The only way LeBron can be better than Jordan is by winning seven. It's super unfair, right? Kevin Durant, that's not, a, that's not on his shoulders. He's more along the lines of like a say Dirk Nowitzki. I just got to win one. If you bring one championship back to a franchise who's never had one, man you're golden. And I'm not oh no, we're not talking about the Seattle championship that they got back in that doesn't count. That wasn't that wasn't Seattle Washington, not Oklahoma City. So that doesn't that doesn't count. So we're going to take that away. This franchise Oklahoma City has not had a, a championship yet, obviously. They've only been in existence for about 8 years now how much more would it have meant for Durant to bring a championship back to Oklahoma City LeBron if if he never won in Miami golden based off the one fact that I bought a championship to Cleveland when there was nothing here uh,
0: I I I'm gonna have to say I'm gonna make this quick because I know we're against the break but I I 100 disagree with you um in the fact that championships um erase uh a lot of of bad taste in your mouth and narratives changed as quickly as the weather in Denver. Uh we hated LeBron. We piled on LeBron. We said we would never forgive LeBron. And now all of a sudden the literally the only discussion now is is LeBron better than MJ? Like that's it. Like it's a it's a whole legacy thing. We have we've forgiven LeBron for leaving uh for Miami in the way he did it. We forgive him uh for leaving Cleveland in the way he did it or whatever. It, it's Championships just erase everything, and KD's gonna win a championship here. He's gonna win multiple championships here, and I'll tell you what—he's probably gonna win uh, if they if they secure the the finals here in Game Five or Game Six or you know, if it goes to Game Seven. I don't know what to think, but then I imagine Kevin Durant's gonna be the Finals MVP, and now all of a sudden he's got multiple league MVPs. He's got a finals MVP. He's got um he's got an NBA title and he's only halfway through his career. That narrative is going to change. And then he ends up with multiple titles, that narrative is going to change. So, especially you know if especially if he has like let's say he goes to the finals for the next 3 years, they win um two of those next 3, they win this year. He's got a a three and two record in the finals. And now all of a sudden you're going, well, oh, he's got a three and two records and LeBron's only got a, Oh, look at you, how he's doing in the finals. And is LeBron. Oh, so then that narrative is going to change. Cause we've seen that narrative change in this finals alone of, is KD better than LeBron? No, he's not. But that narrative has changed as quick as three games. So that's how quick is a narrative can change and why people are going to forget about that move from Oklahoma city.
2: Well, game five is tomorrow night. Uh let me see. I don't know exactly what time it is tomorrow. Let me find out.
0: Um, I imagine it's six like they all have been. Probably
2: right. You know, it's back in back in uh back in Golden State or back yeah, in Yeah, it's Oakland, gonna be six. So it's gonna pre-game be six at five p. right
0: here on the uh pregame at five over on nine ten, sister station nine ten. Sister station nine ten, pregame at
2: five o'clock. All right, uh so we've been getting a lot of cool texts here on the Bridgeport Beers text line. What piece of memorabilia would you break the bank for? We're getting a lot of cool stuff here. You can interact with us right here on the Bridgeport Beers text line, 55305. We're going to talk about that when we come back right here on Sports Sunday. I'm a fan.
1: Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan.
2: 1019 here on the Fan. Couple text here on the Bridgeport Bears text line. Uh, LeBron has only been favored to win two of his eight Finals appearances. Uh, no matter how many Kevin Durant wins, he'll probably be favored in all of them, assuming he stays with the Warriors. That's from Chris in Portland. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I mean, looking at this team, like the one thing the Warriors have done is they put pressure. On every other contender in the league, I don't think Milwaukee right now is talking about what we're going to do to compete with the Warriors. I mean, I, I, I think they're too far, too far behind. But all the teams that are contenders, the, um, let's see, the Cavs, the Clippers, the the Spurs, um, possibly the Blazers if you know if this thing with Nurkic actually turns out the way I think most Blazer fans think it will. Those teams have to figure out ways to to load up because it looks like Kevin Durant and the Golden State Warriors, if assuming they all get to stay together, all decide to stay together and take less money, this is a team that uh, – who beats them? Like, I mean – and it's different. Like, okay, so they said the Golden State wouldn't be as good this year because they lost a lot of the people on their bench. And, okay – That's cool, you know, but they just kind of retooled. You look at the Bulls, and they had the same kind of, for the most part, nucleus. As long as you have Pippen and Jordan, you're good. And then you can add, uh, you you lose a a John Paxson, and you add Steve Kerr. And then you lose a Craig Hodges, and you go ahead and add um, Tony Kukoc, just another shooter to step in there. And you lose an impact player like uh, Horace Grant, but then you go ahead and get a Hall of Famer like Dennis Rodman. Like it's easy that they good great teams, they're always going to be able to retool because people are going to want to play there. And now you're looking at a team, now you're looking at a team in Golden State to where now I think great players are going to start saying, uh, eh, I'll take less money to 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 go somewhere else. And I think that's the climate that maybe we say LeBron created it, but I I think it's been around in the NBA forever. You look at all the teams that win championships or have won championships, we talk about parity, they've been the same like eight teams that win every year.
0: Yeah. That- well, NBA is not the shining example of parody; no. never has been. Um, you want
2: parody? Look at the NFL. Every year, a team goes from being one of the worst teams in the league to the playoffs every single year. So, you want to look for parody? That's probably the baseball. You know, the, the, which is you, you can see the Royals go from one of the worst
0: franchises in the, in the sport to the best franchise in the sport to back to just kind of okay. In the NHL, you can see a wild card team win uh, hoist the Stanley Cup you know, trophy. It, you just don't see that in the NBA and, and the NBA is a a weird sport in the fact that one player, and we're seeing this in Cleveland right now where one player can change the entire landscape of your franchise, the entire future of your franchise, because make no bones about it. The first time LeBron ever went to the finals, he had nothing around him. Nothing.
2: Larry Hughes, who I used to really like Larry Hughes, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, Larry Hughes was not a great um, complimentary player for LeBron. Yeah. I mean, he really wasn't. Booby Gibson is not a great complimentary player for LeBron. And so, you look at this Golden State team, and yeah, the West, the Western Conference, you got some work to do because you're currently behind the eight ball. The eight ball. Okay. So real quick. Uh, Michael Jordan had some shoes of his, I believe they were the sixes, the Jordan sixes, the Olympic sixes, um, that sold for $190,373, damn, for for some shoes that he wore in um, 1992 during the Olympics versus Spain. Um, Now, mind you. It should be noted, and I looked up the the box score box score for that. Uh, Jordan had 11 points, three rebounds, five assists, five steals. Was five for 16 on 31% shooting. Probably not the best shoes to buy, you know, from a Jordan game from the Olympics. Uh, probably one of his worst games that he's played in the Olympics. But they went ahead and spent 190 grand for him. So my question was, what do you? What would you break the bank on? Is there a, some sports memorabilia that you would risk your wife or your girlfriend being pissed at you because you spent so much money? I have a couple, but we had a couple texts right here on the Bridgeport Beers text line. If you have some of that memorabilia that you would buy, go ahead and text us 55305 and let us know. Um, we had someone that said, uh, I want the Jim Craig flag that he had after the 1980 USA versus Russia game. That would be super cool. You know, I think we, all, we, all, we refer to it as the miracle on ice. Yeah. So to be able to have that flag, I'm, I'm just where would you put it? Do you hang it? Do you actually you know raise it every morning or something like that, or do you put it in a nice
0: oh you frame? You, no, you you put that in a a nice plexi case. Yeah. You know somewhere in your house where it can be displayed probably from all angles. Yeah. That would be. We have an Orioles
2: fan that says, uh, my memorabilia consists of 1983 Orioles yearbook signed by um, Ellie Hendricks." Uh, Only MLB player to get close enough for an autograph. Uh, He was the bullpen coach. And then I think that same person texted and said uh, a 1983 Orioles yearbook predicted that Cal Ripken would play third base for years to come. I think stuff like that is kind of cool. You know, for for me um, personally, you know, everybody knows if you listen to the show long enough, I'm a big wrestling nerd, unfortunately. It's just one of those things. Some guys are in the comic books, some guys are in the video games. I like wrestling. Sounds weird, whatever, you know. But uh, one of the things I would want is um, Rick Flair, in, I believe 1980, like five, um, made himself a new belt, and it was a big, shiny gold belt, with all these emeralds and rubies and whatnot, and um, it's something that the WWF or WWE tried to mimic uh years later. And it looked the same, but still there was something super classy about that. And I think that would be something I would like to have like to have just because it was the first. But um the other thing I was kind of thinking of is um I would love to have Jackie Robinson's initial contract. I think stuff like that, you know, just for the for the history buff in me, I think that would be something that you could display and everybody can come and see. Uh when I went to um San Francisco, and I got a chance to see Levi's Stadium, which is an awesome venue. If you if you ever get a chance to see it, Uh, but the 49ers, like as as I'm sure most uh, stadiums have, they have a Hall of Fame, and they have a a bunch of busts and some of those things in the Hall of Fame, which is super cool. Uh, But one of the things they had was Joe Montana's contract after he won his first Super Bowl, and there was an incentive in that contract for twenty five thousand dollars if he actually went ahead and won. The Super Bowl. You no, know, we we think of that now. It's like man, 25, 25 grand is nothing. But back in the eighties, you know, twenty five grand was you might as well had said a million at that point. So I think it would be cool to have certain things um, like that. We have somebody says uh, Marshawn's cleats uh, from the Beastquake run. And I think that's the one, the run that we remember against the New Orleans Saints in the playoffs, which was incredible. I think that those would be super cool. To have, Jesse, did you have anything?
0: Oh yeah, um, you know, I, I was trying to think of something a little bit obscure, um, a moment in history that was kind of, that stood out for me, and I, there, are two teams that I absolutely love, I live and die by, and that's the Denver Broncos and the Oregon Ducks basketball team, uh, and football team, sorry, and back in 2006, the Ducks under Mike Bellotti really trying to change. The direction of the future of that school and the football program playing Oklahoma in their preseason schedule. And it is 27 32, Oklahoma over Oregon with a minute six to go. Oregon uh, tries an onside kick, and it's probably the biggest, one of the biggest bungle. remember that. Um, calls by refs because it was Oklahoma's that. ball, but it Oregon was. ended up with it, got the victory. I want that ball. Ah. I want that ball from that onside kick.
2: Now, is there any memorabilia? We have another uh, Clyde Drexler's roos.
0: Uh
2: Okay, what is that now? His what? His, his Roos, Ross, what was his what? Reeboks, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Anything from Clyde Drexler would be dope, though. Pretty I much. would like to have Clyde Drexler's Avia's. You know, I had a I had a pair of those, but I'd like to, really the ones that he wore in the the the, the picture that we all see with Drexler when he does that dunk mm-hmm. with his knees kind of in his chest and everything. I I think that would be, uh, kind of something cool. Keeping it with basketball, um, I would love I would love to have Kobe's eighty one jersey. I, I think that I having watched that game that night. Um, the the Lakers were down I believe like 14, 19 or something like that going into the half. And for Kobe to put on that uh, amazing performance, like that's that's historic. And honestly, I mean, I don't know if we'll see anybody kind of go off like that again. You know, I think the closest person, who the person that we would see probably get there, would be, um, I don't know, Steph maybe from all those threes. You know, <laughs> there's nobody I don't think could actually do that. We have <laughs> we have a good one here. That said I would like Greg Oden's knees. That would be phenomenal. I would bronze them. You know, I'd put some. I first I would get some like Gorilla Glue to make sure I can keep them together because they're probably broken right now. So I would love to have Greg Oden's knees. You know, bronze them and put them in my little man cave of just just a sign of you know
0: what could have been. So these are all great, man. Thank you guys for interacting with us. Von Miller Super Bowl Fifty hat or helmet, sorry, because I mean, because he was the Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. It got stolen. There was that whole thing all around it, and then he was like, I didn't, I didn't even notice my helmet was
2: gone. Yeah, do you think guys really noticed that? Like, I mean, I think why do you think Brady? I think Brady noticed because man, it's my fifth Super Bowl ring. Like, where's my jersey? Like, I'm going to hang this one up in my office. I give my other ones away. This one's going to go for me. I think that's why Brady noticed it. But really, after the game, are you really worried about your helmet? Nah, man, let me get this stuff off so I can get to the function. And I think that's what Von Miller was thinking. All right, coming up next, it's Hated or Love It, uh, Rashad Taylor edition. So I'm going for the W. Uh, Lynch, you're going to have a tough time beating me today, bud. But uh, it is what it is. But first, Jesse has Sports Center.
1: sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan.
2: 1035. The Ruse. Yes. Clyde Drexler was signed by Kangaroos before he got the Avias. I had uh, some kangaroos. I had them in first grade. I had some white and gray ones, man. Like, I, would, you couldn't tell me I wasn't a man. So shout out to, to whomever sending the, the message about the kangaroos, man. I appreciate that. Uh, I'm competing for W's. Um, I'm going to take them any way I can get them. So, uh, Jesse, I think I'm going to go first today. So, go ahead, and you can ask me the question.
0: All right. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, we got such a busy time of the year for interesting questions. So, we're, we're chock full of things. Uh, we've talked about Odell Beckham, and Odell Beckham having just so little around him, and one of the reasons why his numbers are so good is literally like, – is being targeted like two-thirds of the past attempts there in in New York. With that being said, Brandon Marshall has been signed by the New York Giants coming off a eh, kind of a pretty average season for Brandon Marshall. Love or hate Odell Beckham and Brandon Marshall will be the top receiving duo in the NFL this coming season.
2: Um, oh jeez love. Uh, it's Maybe maybe I'm tripping right now. I mean, I, I, still, I still think the Patriots have the most potential as far as having possibly three and four guys, you know, lead the league in and, and receptions and yards and something and touchdowns. So between Gronkowski and now Brandon Cooks and now Julian Edelman who just got uh, his contract extension here a couple days ago, that looks like the only group that might be able to kind of dethrone that. But when you have a guy that's as big and strong and fast as Brandon Marshall is. I think we really forget how good he really was. And um, he had a down year uh, for New York this past year, but the year prior, I think they broke a record for uh, touchdown receptions in a year between he and Eric Decker. And then I put... I put a, a guy like Odell Beckham, who's a much better version of Eric Decker and anything that he can do, I put him on the other side. I think that's going to open up a lot for both guys because now you have to figure out if you're going to double ODB, um, whether they're you know maybe 60 yards out because he can go deep, or once they get into the red zone, Brandon Marshall's so big and he's such a big uh, target around there that he could be a problem for a lot of those teams. So uh, it's really going to be kind of pick your poison. Is Sterling Shepard still there?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, he'll be their, their slot man. Again,
2: now you got a guy like Sterling Shepard who's going to be able to kind of uh, extend some plays for you and come across the middle for you. Uh, the Giants look like finally like this might be one of the best teams in the NFC. Um, we'll see. Like, again, we talked a little bit about their defense earlier and the fact that they've spent some money in shoring it up. And now you've got um, two guys that can play wide receiver. Now Eli doesn't have to focus on ODB, and he can make plays with um, with – Brandon Marshall and so I think that they could be and as I think about it I can't think of another one and two that's as good as those guys
0: um I mean that obviously I'm biased but I love myself some uh Demarius Thomas Emmanuel Sanders I think Emmanuel Sanders is probably the most underrated wide receiver in the NFL I think that's probably probably the most underrated duo in the NFL as, as well, um, when you hear about great duos of, of receivers, you don't typically hear those two names mentioned. And part of that probably has to do with who's throwing the ball. But when you think about pure talent, what they've done um, under Peyton Manning, those guys were guaranteed 11, 1200 yards a, a season. And when you think about um, guys that have been consistent with catches, as far as like piling up the catches, Demarius does have a problem with drops, not a manual, but Demarius does. Um, but he does make big plays. I think the um, only
2: thing holding holding that Denver team back is their quarterback situation right yeah, now. And I think I, if they have a quarter, different quarterback, I look at I look at New York and the fact that Eli is still a very good quarterback if he's not throwing the ball to the other team. And um, I'm looking at that going there is. why well, would not I believe that you know Brandon Marshall could kind of take some of that pressure off.
0: Well, you think about what's going to happen in Pittsburgh too. They should be getting Martavis Bryant back, mm-hmm. a, 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 and we saw deep what threat. he can be. Yeah, he can be a deep threat. He gets lots of touchdowns. Um, you know, and that's going to free up Antonio Brown to make more plays. Uh, they they really like um, the the rookie they they uh, drafted as a wide receiver this year. I, I think there's some uh, if if they could figure out a quarterback situation in Houston as well. I think that you have some good duos in there. So I think that um, you have some good duos. The the number one question for me is is Brandon Marshall is he finally going to meet Father Time? How are those ankles holding up? Because when he has been. Um, he has had down seasons it has been injuries in the past. So Um, shifting three on three tournaments coming to an Olympics near you. Hey, Hey, we haven't talked about this yet today probably should. So in a three on three tournament, let's think about this. You know, we want to represent with Portland, right? Portland trailblazers. And we're thinking about, well, I mean, if you just send Lillard and, and McCollum right there, that's a really nice guard duo for a three on three and Love or hate, you would rather have a fresh B. Roy in his prime over Dame in a three-on-three tournament. Love, uh,
2: I will definitely take a fresh Brandon Roy, no knee issues. Number one, I think we 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 know how I feel about Brandon Brandon Roy. I think he would have been the best Blazer ever. I'm just look at his game and look at everything he could do. There was nothing he couldn't do. He could defend. He could shoot. He could pass. He could finish with his left and right hand at the rim. Brandon Roy was the—when we talked about the best two-guard uh, two in the league, it was—at the time, it was Kobe, D. Wade, Brandon Roy. That's it. And so when we talk about the best point guard in the league, Dame's name isn't going to be the first five that you say. Dame is a—and Dame is great. His name won't be one of the first five point guards you say. You're going to say Steph. You're going to say John Wall. You're going to say Kyrie. You're going to say Isaiah Thomas. Possibly I wouldn't. But, you know, you're going you're gonna to say Westbrook. You're going to say Harden. Chris Paul, you know, Chris Paul, his name isn't going to come up like that. But I think Brandon Roy, for what he was able to do, considering his height, you know, in three-on-three, three, man, I got, a, I got a lot of space. So that means I can back you down. I can pull up on you. I still got a quick first step. And I think we all remember Brandon Roy's crossover, that, so that, that step back between the legs crossover, still one of the best I've ever seen. And I still haven't seen anybody do it as smooth as V-Roy B- has been able to. So, yes, I'm definitely taking Brandon Roy over
0: day. I you know, I remember watching B-Roy and being like, man, he's not the most athletic guy out there. Uh, he, no, I always I was trying to figure out how he was able to do what he did. And the only way I can describe it is that guy was slippery. He was he was so slippery. He was just
2: a natural. He was just smooth. He wasn't he wasn't overly Nothing about his game was urgent. Nothing about his game was like, I got to get this bucket right now. Everybody said, oh, he stops the game. He stops the flow of the game. Brandon Roy was a bucket if you needed it. And every great team needs somebody that at the end of the game, when we're not running up and down the court, whoa, slow down and let me make a play. And that's exactly what he was.
0: All right. One last topic here. Um, We mentioned quickly that the Oregon women's track and field won the triple crown. As we now know, that is the indoor track championship, outdoor track championship, and cross country track a uh, uh, cross country championship. Never been done before. Actually, and-
2: actually point of information, we got somebody here on the text line that says uh it has happened before and it was Arkansas who
0: did it. I uh, I think it might be women's that were Arkansas, talking. Arkansas, yeah,
2: about. Arkansas girls won the triple crown okay. before.
0: Okay. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll look on confirming that, but it, it's, it's something that doesn't happen very often. Um, Oregon has been pretty dang good in all their sports that they've fielded. With that being said, love or hate, Oregon is the best best athletic department in the Pac-12. Oh, 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 oh. oh that's hard. Um,
2: oh, jeez, H- Hate? Hey, I, as much as I want to say yes. I think this year was a, you know, we had a we're having a, a resurgence of Oregon basketball this year. The Track and field is always going to be great. I don't know what the baseball. T- I don't think baseball did as well this year as they're used to doing.
0: They they made it into the uh, beginning rounds of the World Series.
2: Um, football has obviously been down. We'll see what Taggart and and crew can can make happen moving forward. I don't know, man. That's a that's a tough question. I would probably say. Jeez, man, because because I don't know how other schools lacrosse and track and field and baseball did, I guess I would go ahead and say, yeah, love. Um, I, number one, the one thing the Oregon Ducks are, are, are they're, they're trendsetters. Um, be it their, their home jerseys or away jerseys or, you know, uniforms for track and field or baseball. Um, they make sure that they stand out. They make sure that you know that they're there. Um, and so I think a lot of people kind of mimic that part. Um, but Oregon track and field has always been relatively dominant. If you've never been to uh, Hayward field, man, get a chance to go out there because it's awesome. Uh, Basket Oregon basketball is just kind of getting back on track. Again, we're waiting to see what the football team can do. So it's really tough for me to say that just because I don't I, outside of the football and basketball for a lot of those, a lot of the Pac-12 schools, I don't really know what they did in baseball, and I'm not sure what they did in lacrosse, and I'm not sure what they did in some of those things. I can only look at the people that I know have gone there, and I'm looking at guys that get drafted and stuff like that, and I'm looking at UC, USC, and I'm looking at UCLA, and I think they still might have the edge over, over Oregon as far as – Athletics, You know, you look at guys that are going to be going, look, that went to UCLA this year and in past year, you look at guys like Rosen for the football team. UCLA is just one of those places that continues to get great athletes. Now, do that? Do they always work out? No. But for whatever reason, they continue to get those guys on uh, for for every sport. So I would probably say um, one of the California schools probably has the best athletic department. But then I, I would, you should probably ask me that next week when I did some research,
0: though. Yeah. <laughs> so I... You have the women's, men's track and field programs, perennial national champion uh, contenders. You have the uh, volleyball program, perennial top 15 program, softball program, perennial top 15 program. You have uh, the golf um, team, which was runner up this year for the national title. We you- guys
2: got a text here on the text line. It said golf too. So, yep. yeah, uh,
0: you got to- uh, five um, years in a row where you've made it to the NCAA tournament. You made it to the final four this last year. What's the last Pac-12 team that made it to the National Championship game in the, um, in the Pac-12? It'd be the Oregon Ducks. There we go. So, there you go. Well, I guess they are.
2: I guess I changed my answer to, to yes. The Oregon Ducks are. So, shout out to all the texters here at the Bridgeport Beers text line for kind of interacting with us. So, good luck for that, Jesse. Uh, winning music, please. <clears throat> yeah, winning music. There we go. You know what that means. That means I'm the man. Lynch, you lose again, bro. There you go. Take that. Uh, That means I get to decide what we're talking about next. And I have no idea what we're talking about next because we never plan that far ahead. So we'll talk about sports when we come back here, right here on Sports Sunday, fan. on 1080 fan. 1051, last segment of the morning. We appreciate all of you guys for interacting with us on the Bridgeport Beers text line, 55305. Make sure you get it to me on Twitter, too. I'm going to be around all day, like, watching youth sports, man, like youth basketball, which on the one hand is super cool to see because I like seeing young athletes compete, and then I can't tell you how many young Young men and young women I've seen compete that go on to play at the highest levels, you know, of college and uh, NBA, WNBA, some of those things. So uh, if you're if you're if you're open, if you're available, there's all the way up to the Beaverton hoop and all the way at Jefferson High School and all over the place, man. So there's a lot of locations for this Rose City Showcase. So if you're out and you're around, man, go show the baby some love because uh, they can definitely use it. Jesse and I were kind of talking in the break as we talked a little bit about hate it or love it, and I was kind of I had a interesting questions. Like, so we all think Damian Lillard is among the best players in the league. I don't think there's any debating that. We all know that. He continues to get quote-unquote snubbed for the All-Star game, and I guess my question is, should we get used to that? Because when we start talking about the best point guards in the West, um, I think Dame's name comes up But again, it's going to be after a few guys. And now that for the all-star voting, they don't vote for a point guard and to vote for two point guards and two shooting guards, and that doesn't matter anymore. Now you vote for front court and back court. So you vote for ones and twos at this point. And that being said, I don't know if there's room for Dame at this point. I think he's going to have to have seasons of 28, 7, and 7. To actually get voted into the game by coaches or by the fans, just because number one you play in Portland, small remote market, Um, unless Portland fans really kind of get on there, you know, fill in ballots and make sure you keep you know checking Damian Lillard's box and everything. I don't know if it's going to happen because let's 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 say this. Let's talk about the top guards, just guards in the Western Conference right now, and if you're taking four of them for your All-Star team. Five, maybe five to six. I don't think Dame's name comes up. So the top guards are it's just just guards, ones and twos, in the Western Conference. Kawhi, uh, no, Kawhi's a, Kawhi's a two, so he doesn't count. Steph, Clay, Westbrook, Harden. Um, who, then then we get to uh, Chris Paul.
0: Um, and and like I said in the break I th- I think I would take at this point Dame over Chris Paul.
2: See, and I think there are a lot of people that would take Dame over Chris Paul. I'm personally not one of those guys.
0: It's the defense that would that's the one reason I would take Chris Paul over Dame is yeah. the defense, but I mean it, and so what have you done for me lately and Chris Paul hasn't done anything for me lately.
2: I mean for Chris Paul I think a lot of it has been man those guys can't stay healthy yeah. during when it when it matters, you know. This is the second year in a row. We've seen Blake Griffin go out in the playoffs. You know, this is the second year—you know, second year in a row—that they've bowed out early in the playoffs. And so, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that I don't think the Clippers are as good as people think. Number one, JJ Redick is is kind of praised as this great scorer, and I don't see that from. Shoots J.J., a right? three, okay. He shoots, yeah, exactly. He shoots a three, and he doesn't even do it as well as as Clay or, or any, any one of the other guys that really make an impact from that point of the floor. So it, it's kind of hard for me to say it's all on Chris Paul. We've seen him dribble down, dribble off his leg, you know, from time to time. But for the most part, I don't think it's, you know, I don't think it's that bad. But I'm looking at that and I'm just saying, I don't know where the room for Dame will be. You know, unless he has like a phenomenal season and, you know, uh, averages 30 points and five assists and seven, you know, rebounds or vice versa, seven assists and five rebounds. Then I think people will start paying more and more attention to him. We've seen Damian Lillard do some of the most electric, exciting things in basketball. But we're here in Portland, so we get to see it. As I'm sure, people in Milwaukee are starting saying, man, you haven't seen what Giannis Antetokounmpo has been able to do? Yeah, we don't watch a lot of Milwaukee basketball. And so I don't know if there's many all-star spots for Dane.
0: I, you know, I think there's three things he has to do if he wants to reach an all-star team because he's not getting voted on to an all-star team as it is right now. No. And, and he, I mean, there there's three things he needs to do. One is he needs to pick up his defense. The The defense needs to get better. Um Two, uh, he needs to be more consistent because he's one of those guys where he he can put up 40 one night and he'll come back the next night and he'll, he'll give you like 11, but he's shooting like 26 times. So he could be really good, really hot one night, and the next night he could be really, 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 really cold. And then thirdly, this team needs to win. This team cannot be a perennial eight seed. If it's perennial eight seed, then it doesn't matter what he does in this small market because that is a part of it. Unless he's putting up a triple double like Westbrook, he's not going to make that. He's not going to be voted onto that All Star team. He has to. He has to win. He has to be more consistent, and he has to get us out of the eighth seed.
2: Well, he's definitely got a long road ahead of him, but I think all of Portland is pulling for Dame to at least become that superstar that we all believe he we can. Well, that bittersweet music means that it's about time to wrap up. Again, appreciate everybody for texting in the Bridgeport Beers text line, interacting with us at five five three zero five. Make sure you get at me on Twitter through through the weekend, through the week at TaylorMade503. My guy is at Jesse Osman, A-S-Z-M-A-N, just to make sure you spell it the right way. So, man, I want to make sure everybody enjoys their Sunday. Um, Break your grills out. It's okay to barbecue if it is a little murky outside. Nobody really minds. Invite me over if you do. So, for my guy, Jesse Osman, I'm Rashad Taylor. Have a good day. Holla. ones
1: for Pat.
2: The guys were putting stuff away. I said, hey man, let me get a little little piece of that. And he gave me the nicest, longest piece of meat. Mmm. Mmm. So good.
1: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.